Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, it is matchup pod time. This is going to be the first part I'm going to cover Thursday night football, Saturday football, and some of the six o'clock games because it's an enormous, enormous amount of six o'clock games. There's not that many later games, so I'm going to split them in half. I'm going to do eight in this pod. I'm going to do eight in the pod that is going to come out tomorrow because uh, I want to get this out to you for Thursday night football. So let's get started. Let's look at the Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Thursday night football. There's some players in here that definitely should be making your teams right now. Justin Herbert for the Chargers is a must start this week. Austin Eckler is a must start this week. Keenan Allen is a must start this week. There is a situation with Mike Williams with his injury. He is currently listed as questionable. Could be interesting to see what happens. And actually, it looks like Austin Eckler is questionable, but it looks like he is more likely to play. So keep an eye on the Austin Eckler information throughout the day but I think he will play. Mike Williams is a bit more 50-50. If it happens, it looks like Tyron Johnson is the guy who might get more productivity as he did last week when Mike Williams came out of the game, but maybe Jalen Guyton does as well. So there's something to keep an eye off, and you're definitely starting Hunter Henry in the tight end spot this week, given how few productive tight ends there are if you listen to the podcast that came out earlier. Looking at Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr for me, 
is startable in a one QB league. I'd like to think if you're in the semi-final, you've probably got better quarterbacks than Derek Carr in a two QB league. He is startable this week. You can start him. Josh Jacobs is playable this week. Uh, definitely, he should have a relatively decent RB2 week, but he's not going to be the elite option that you would hope for this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is a wide receiver three this week. Hunter Renfro is a flex option this week. Darren Waller is in the running for, to be the number two tight end overall this week. Moving on to Buffalo versus Denver. Again, these are pretty clear right now who you should be starting. Josh Allen is a must start. Don't get cute. Don't be worried about the Denver defense. Allen has produced all year. He's got you to where you are. He must start for you. Don't worry about the running game. Moss, Singletary, they're nothing but flex options at best if you're really desperate, but I'd be putting wide receivers there instead. So these two are not startable for me. It's all about Allen. It's about Diggs, who's going to be on that fringe of the wide receiver one, wide receiver two conversation. Cole Beasley's on the fringe of the wide receiver two, wide receiver three conversation. And and Josh Allen, that's it. They're the three players you need from Buffalo. Don't worry about starting anyone else. Don't get cute. Don't start Davis. Don't start Yeldon. Don't start Moss. Don't start Singletary. Don't start Knox. Just literally go right there. Those three, you can start their D if you want. You can start Tyler Bass. But the skill position is just those three players. Denver side, it's even smaller. The only players I want to play this week uh, under any circumstances is Patrick, maybe Fant. And that is it. I don't want any part of Jerry Judy this week. I think he can be taken out of this game quite easily. Again, I mean, he's a, he's a low wide receiver three flex option. Patrick gets the red zone go, so that's why I'd rather have him. He has more upside. I don't see Judy's upside at this stage. No, Fant is going to be in the, the conversation for the low end tight end one position, but he's going to be a touchdown or bust option, and I'm not starting Drew Locke this week. Moving on to Carolina at Green Bay for Saturday night football. This one is uh, pretty straightforward. Bridgewater is startable, but this is a tough matchup for him. I probably wouldn't, you know, as I said on the wave wire part, he's streamable, he's startable, but I think he's got a difficult matchup this week. There should be other preferences started, so you should be able to find one. But if you haven't, you picked up an injury uh, or you've been streaming quarterbacks, he is probably the best option out there. Mike Davis is a go this week. Absolute go. He'll be in the running back one conversation. Green Bay cannot stop the run. I've said it for about a year and a half now. Sound like a broken record. You can start him. Now, it comes to the situation with the wide receivers. You've got three wide receivers here that could be productive. Robbie Anderson, I've got as a wide receiver two this week. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, a wide receiver threes this week for me. Sam, uh, Moore can jump up into the wide receiver. He's right on that fringe of wide receiver two, wide receiver three territory. Curtis Samuel, wide receiver three. Um, and that's what you need to start for Carolina. For Green Bay, we know this by now. Aaron Rodgers is a, is a QB1. You can start him this week. I think this is a great matchup for Aaron Jones. We need to see more production from him. Hopefully he gets more snaps and more play. Maybe they were just resting him for the playoffs, and now this is time they get him going again. Let's hope for a good matchup for Aaron Jones this week. Devontae Adams, you're must-starting this week. I wouldn't worry about the rest of the supporting cast. If you had to pick one as a flex, Marquez Valdez-Scanlon, because Lazard is questionable for this one. He seems to be after he plays two games. So, And Roberts Tonyan, you could definitely start as a tight end option this week. Tampa Bay going to Atlanta. Again, these ones, there is only one real question here with Tampa, and that's the running back situation. So Tom Brady is a start this play. You can play him. He'll be a top 10 quarterback this week with no problems at all. 
who is going to get the touches between McCoy and Fournette? I would lean towards Fournette, even though he was a healthy scratch, but this could be a split backfield. Ronald Jones is probably going to miss this game. He's had surgery and now he's on the COVID list. Therefore, it's a really interesting situation as to what happens. I would say right now, it's looking likely that I would, Fournette would start and Fournette would get the bulk of the work, but he could be on a very short leash unless he has done something to annoy the training staff. And in which case it will be McCoy. Uh, I th- if, if I'm going to put one in a starting lineup, line I'm putting Fournette. I'm not putting McCoy. And I might live to regret that. But I think Fournette could do something this week. I'm not so sure about Fournette. So I've got them both. I'm um, sorry, I'm not so sure about McCoy. Uh, so I've got Fournette in my rankings around the sort of low end RB2 status. And I've got McCoy much lower. I've got him in the fringe of the running back three conversation. As for the wide receivers, I feel good about Godwin, Evans, and Brown this week. I think Godwin's is a, a wide receiver two. I think Evans is a wide receiver two. I think Brown is a wide receiver three. And I think they're all startable. And Gronkowski will be in the Titan one conversation for sure. Moving on to Atlanta, Matt Ryan is questionable startable. I mean, I'm not saying he's questionable because he's injured, but this is not a great matchup for him. Todd Gurley, you can drop him. He's not going to be relevant in the final two weeks of the season. This is a great uh, defense against the run. So they're not a team I'm re- I really want to play running backs against unless they're absolutely elite. And Todd Gurley is far from that. So I would not be playing Todd Gurley or any of these running backs under any circumstances. Julio Jones, questionable to return. He has not practiced this week. So that's a really interesting one. And therefore, I'm you know leaning towards Ridley being a wide receiver too, but high end this week. Russell Gage. If Julio doesn't go, will be a very low-end wide receiver three. If Julio comes in, he's probably going to be a low-end wide receiver two. That's the kind of range that we're looking at right now. Hayden Hurst, this isn't a bad matchup for him, but he's not getting a lot of targets at the moment. So that's something to reflect on and, and whether you want to risk your semi-final berth on him. Moving on to Jacksonville v. Baltimore. In terms of Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew should be back in at quarterback this week. That's as far as I'm aware. So, But this is not a, a time to be getting cute and playing with Gardner Minshew. Uh, this is a tough matchup for him. Now, we have James Robinson. He is questionable, but he is likely to play this week. Uh, he is definitely a must-start option. Given the matchup, but the fact that Minshew's coming in, it does mean that there's some relevance here to DJ Chark. I've got DJ Chark at the bottom end of the wide receiver two conversation. Chenault and Cole between that wide receiver three and flex solution. And they're definitely worth starting over some of the best options. Uh, and some of the sort of fringe running back options is what I mean by that. Now, this is where it's interesting with Baltimore. Pretty much all their wide receivers went onto the COVID list. Do they return in time? That's one you're going to have to watch. This is a Sunday six o'clock game. So there's something to really have a look at here. But what it means is Lamar, he does get narrowed down because he's going to have less people to throw the ball to, but he's still going to be relevant. He's at the bottom end of the QB1 conversation, but definitely startable. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, what do we do here? Dobbins is getting the touches. Edwards is getting the goal line carries. Dobbins running back to Edwards, fringe running back to. So that's kind of how I'm viewing it right now. I think if Edwards is getting the, I think they could use Edwards quite a bit because they're going to run the ball a lot in this game, um, which means all the wide receivers are massive arrow downs for me. You could take Snead as a as a play um, and see what happens. And I think 
if you're going to stick him in your flex and, and take a shout, then he's got upside. He's got massive upside because he's the only one there that you can feel confident catching the ball there. It's Otherwise, it's Duvernay and Des Bryant. Does Des Bryant even play? We don't even know at this stage. So um, I don't mind Snead as a flex option, uh, but he is a punt. Uh, and you're going to have to accept that as much. Mark Andrews, though, is massively relevant in this game. You can start him as a tight end one. Right. Moving on to San Francisco versus Dallas. We have here Nick Mullins at the quarterback. I'm not starting him, and I'm also not starting Andy Dalton, so I don't want any of the quarterbacks in this game. We've got a split backfield between Mostert and Wilson. Wilson is getting the goal line work and the heavier work, so I, I happen to like Mostert, but this is a game that if Mullins gets it together, um, then they could get more of the ball. If they're chasing because... Dallas get it going, which I'm, I'm not overly confident that will happen, then you won't see these guys so much. So I think it's an interesting scenario. I have Wilson over Moster, but they're both running back twos for me. They're not the guys that are going to win you matchups. The guy in this game I, who I want probably over anyone is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, target monster, no Depot Samuel for the rest of the year. Uh, Ayuk has a great schedule, is a great matchup for him. Ayuk is in the wide receiver two conversation for me, for sure. Kendrick Bourne in the flex conversation for me in this one. Uh, as for tight end, there's talk that George Kittle could be back. Keep an eye on that. If he is, he's automatically relevant. If not, Jordan Reed should get something in this game. But just make sure you keep an eye on that because George Kittle could be a massive ad. He might even be on waiver wires. People thought he might be out for the season. If he is, go get him. Just run a search, go find him, see if he's free. Moving on to Dallas, this is a tough matchup for Zeke Elliott. He's a running back two this week, and I'm not confident he's going to put up a big week. Do you drop him um, and put him on the bench? That depends who you've got in your lineup. Um, for me, this is a toss-up between like a Wayne Gorman and a Zeke Elliott. That, that's a genuine thing now. And I would probably lean Gorman based on this matchup. So something to consider, something to think about. Keep an eye on it. Um, but Zeke Elliott is not as relevant as you, where you should have drafted or as where you drafted him. Uh, in terms of the wide receivers in this group, Amari Cooper, wide receiver two, CD Lamb, top end wide receiver three, Michael Gallup, flex play, but not a guy I'd want to be playing in the flex over this with the San Francisco defense. And I'm not playing Dalton Schultz either in this one. Two more matchups before I wrap this one up. Houston at Indy. This is a tough spot for Houston. Great defense. And not a lot of pass catchers. Watson gets narrowed down because there's just not that many players and playmakers for him. He is still a QB one and he's still startable, but there is some consideration as to who you could potentially play over him. And that's something to think about. David Johnson looks like he's trending back. It looks like he's off the COVID list. He's a running back two this week. Do Johnson moves to an irrelevant status, not someone you need to be thinking about playing this week. Don't get cute. In terms of the wide receivers, I've got Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver two. I've got Kiki Kuti as a wide receiver two, but the low end of it, I think this is a better matchup for Kuti than it was last week, given the fact that he's not going to be the one. So he should get more favorable coverages and he could be able to exploit those and make the big plays. He's the big play guy in this game out of everybody. So that's why I like him. I've got him higher than consensus as a result. Uh, if you're really desperate for a touchdown or bus play, Jordan Akins is it. Um, I think this is not the worst matchup for him and it's something that he could use, but that's a desperation play to say the least. Moving on to the Colts, this is not a bad matchup for Philip Rivers. He is startable this week. Got him in the high end QB2, but 
depending on what's happened with your injuries and where you're at, he is definitely startable this week. This is uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines' backfield. Taylor I favour more. Taylor I've got in the high-end running back two, maybe low-end running back one conversation. Hines is a solid mid-level RB2 right now. He is better than probably 80% of the running backs in the league from a fantasy football perspective. You can start him. He is going to be fine. And in terms of wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton's on the mounts back. He is a wide receiver two, low-end right now. Michael Pittman is a wide receiver three right now. And I like Taylor Burton. I'm over consensus on him. He is a guy who can make plays happen in the red zone. He is a, in that fringe tight end one, tight end two conversation for me, but I am above consensus to so take that with a pinch of salt. Last game I'm going to talk about on this podcast is New England versus Miami. This is a really interesting divisional matchup. This could eliminate New England from the playoffs. Cam Newton is startable in this game, absolutely. You can start Cam Newton. It should be a fine match for him. He is a high-end QB2 this week. Uh, I don't like much of the rushing in this game. Maybe Damian Harris is a, a low-end running back too, just but given the lack of options there are. I'm not starting James White in this game. I don't think he's as relevant as you would think. As for the wide receivers, Jacoby Myers is probably the only guy I would start. He's a flex option at best this week. I think there are better options, but that's one to consider. And Don't worry about the tight ends. The New England don't throw to them. In terms of Miami, this is still a good defense that they're facing. Tua is someone who could produce the goods in this matchup, though. So I've got him in the high-end QB2 conversation. I think it's going to be Saeed Ahmed or Salvan Ahmed who's going to be playing this week. He is trending up towards playing. Doesn't look like Gaskin's going to play. He is going to be a solid running back two this week. He's going to have volume and opportunity here. So I like this for him. And if you kept him on your rosters or he's still available on your waivers, go nap him. He's going to be a useful piece this week. In terms of wide receivers, Devontae Parker is trending towards not playing, although he was limited in practice. I think that there is better options this week. And maybe someone who is a sleeper this week is Lynn Bowden. He saw nine targets last week. He is someone who could be relevant if he plays in the RB spot as someone you could play in desperation if you're really struggling in that spot. Like, I would play Bowden over Gurley in this matchup. That's kind of where I have them. So it's something to really think about. But back to Parker, he is dealing with hamstring injury. It's something to really keep an eye on. This is not the best matchup for for Parker. He's going to be at best of wide receiver three this week. Uh, it's Lynn Bowden is the guy I'd probably want because I think he's got upside in this matchup and he's got rapport with Tua. As for the tight ends, I think it's a tough spot. You know, New England are very good against tight ends. For Gazicki, I think this is a tough matchup. He's a great couple of weeks. If you've got no other option, you definitely ride with him, but he's in my tight end two conversation right now and not someone I'd be desperate to start. That's going to do it for this podcast. I'm going to touch upon the other eight games tomorrow including Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. But I wanted to have a, a nice even spread and I wanted to get this out to you so you could start analysing your rosters for tonight's games and potential flexes. So good luck. Semi-final week. Let's hear about those ships. Let's see them dock into the port. Let's keep winning together and let, let me hear how you're getting on and share them. But until tomorrow, Rush Nation, don't forget to keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. 
people who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.